Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing. It's been a long year. I forgot it a little bit, Uh, but I'm Zach, and uh, joining me this week, uh, we've got Emily. Hi. We have got Fabby. Hi. We have got Lexi. Hi. I can't go higher than that. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't beat me. I'm the uh, highest fam in this podcast. We also have Pepper, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Pepper the I'm, dog. I'm, I'm sorry if Pepper is barking. He does not uh, appreciate other dogs walking by, so I am holding him I'm now. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's okay. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And then we've got Mike. <laughs> hey, I'm also here. Do you have a dog? I have Emily. <laughs> oh, well, okay. You know, I... <laughs> you walked into that one. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's gonna be a fun episode, everybody. Yes, this is. <laughs> I mean, this be... is gonna be the most self-indulgent episode well, time that we make. Really, I mean, it has to be because there's no episode of Power Rangers that we're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just talking about shit that we liked or didn't like this year. If you couldn't figure it out, uh, we're doing our awards. It's the end of the year, and as is tradition, we're gonna do some awards for. I, I tried to explain this to someone recently who doesn't listen to this podcast. I guess it is weird because I was like, you know, the best and worst stuff in Power Rangers that year. And they were like, oh, so like whatever season's on. And I was like, no, <laughs> the season we're arbitrarily reviewing that year, basically. It's a, it's, a, it's a best and worst of for our show over the last year. It's, it's, a, right. it's a podcast yeah. retrospective. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a chance for us to decompress and reflect on the last year discussion we've had. It's And also, it's just a fun thing to do toward the end of the year. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a, nice it's a to great way to up. fill that holiday season when all of us are too busy doing other stuff to actually record a podcast. Yes, we yeah, learned absolutely. the hard way the first year we did the show that, that we had to figure out something else. Which is so. one of the rare cases where we actually learned something the first year we did the Quickly. show. So first... Oh, I'm new. I ain't learned shit. So no, we're gonna, speaking... Um, 
Speaking of, of learning things, so this stuff ran real long last year. Yes. And combine that with the fact that, you know, peek behind the curtain, we lost our buffer a little while back and we want to give Eric some help, our editor, Eric. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you to Eric th- uh, this year, as always. Thank you. Oh, thank yeah. You. Fantastic job. Eric. We're actually going to be doing the Teenies and Tooties as separate episodes. Today is just going to be the Teenies, which is our positive awards, where we talk yes. about the things we like in this show. Oh, okay. you got to save the worst did, for last, I, right? I looked up the wrong monsters, but that's fine. We'll figure <laughs> oh it out. My I did God. the wrong one. I thought, I thought we would do Tooties first, so we could kind of like hey, end Zach, on a positive Zach, note. Yes. Zach, the We're, secret is we can do it in whatever order we want, because they're just going to get sliced up in post. That's true. Yeah, Fair that point. I, well, here's uh, the thing. I thought you were going to dunk on him. Teenagers with TV2. That's, <laughs> that came out different. I thought you were going to dunk on him because, like, we've literally done the teenies first every year. <laughs> Are we really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. the show's called Teenagers with Attitude. Zach. Okay. Well, then let's do the teenies first. That's fine. We'll do the teenies. This is the teenies. This is the best shit. In the episode, or in the in the episode, in the show for Are we the year. Are doing it with these this year, or um, is that just it's not not a question? No, we we didn't. So I liked the withies, but uh, the idea of like having some audience participation. Unfortunately, uh, another look behind the curtain. It was kind of a wild November for like most of us, and yeah. and also like special shout out by the way to Mike for putting these lists together because mm-hmm. I didn't really have time. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be doing the withies this year. Uh, Michael's a hero. Also, I feel like, I feel like, well, thank Mm -hmm. you. I I feel like this year we've been better about staying on top of listener questions. Whereas last year, the withies happened because we fell so far behind. We had such a backlog of questions. Um, But that's okay. We'll bring it back. Uh, Now, that said, our first category this year for the teenies, the best of uh, Power Rangers in, in 2019. Yeah, and to be clear, it's what we covered this year, starting with yeah. Power Rangers Zio episode 11, all through the rest of Zio. Yeah. Yeah, we. They, it's really nice that we managed to do do that this way. Did, yeah, that's almost all uh, of Zio. So. That's pretty cool. We're missing, like... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Also, so what we're... it's nothing of anything else. So, like, the it's right. just this nice, yeah, beautiful, I, hard cutoff. Yeah. I so, totally forgot that... Range, uh, Alien Rangers was the year before. Yeah, I I could swear it was this year. Oh, I mean, it so, feels like a, a a nightmare that is always <laughs> just you know fresh you're in right, your mind. Lexi, it's like an ever present dream that we can do nothing but hold on to and wish it comes back. <laughs> God, yep, so exactly. kind of another peek behind the curtain. Uh, there's a myriad of reasons we kind of did the cutoff early this year, uh, and one of them is to cut off at the end of the season because. A recurring pattern we've had in previous years is doing our awards right after a season starts. Yeah. Like last year, we were ten episodes into Zeo, we we just barely gotten to know the Machine Empire. Year before that, we had just done the opening four parter of season three. Like it's just been weird, and like it's gonna be weird again. We, there's no way we can get around that. But just this once, I kind of wanted to have a clean cutoff before we shifted into Turbo. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, Thank you, Michael. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the first, the best uh, multi-parter or storyline. We changed up the title a little bit because uh, some of the stuff in here is not like part one, part two. It's just like, there's a lot of arcs, basically. There's a lot of arcs, Zio, and there were, just not, were not a lot of like straight up multi-parters. No, mm-hmm. there's not as many. So uh, our nominees are... 
Where in the world is Zeo Ranger 5 slash King for a Day, which is a basically a two-parter, but with different names. Uh, well, King for a Day is a two-parter, but King it's, for a day is a two-parter. It's kind of a three-parter, though, with right, the way yeah. Zeo Ranger 5 feeds into King for a Day. Yeah, because he gets kidnapped. Yeah, it's, I a, gotcha. it's a two-parter with a two-parter for the second half. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's uh, a fractal two-parter. We <laughs> have keeps going. Parter. We have Rangers of Two Worlds, our first team up. Uh, we've got the Gold Ranger mystery, which is you know a storyline that that goes on for a while. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just far, basically far too long, really. <laughs> yes, the thing that happened to us. Yes, yes. We have Louis Kaboom's reign over the Machine Empire, uh, and we have Prince Gasket's reign over the Machine Empire. Rip Louis Kaboom. Yeah, so, those those still things were. <laughs> Those things were both short enough, fun enough, and unique enough that I felt that they could count in this category. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I think that that makes total sense. the The show definitely like changed gears, uh, turbo pun, uh, when it moved into. Oh, I guess it would make sense if it was a gasket pun. Or, yeah, it was also, it was also a cog pun. Yeah, they're machines. You're right. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, it, it changed gears when when those things happened pretty significantly. So I think it, it counts for sure. Um, I guess I'll. Uh, how do we usually do this? Do I just go around and ask everybody, and then we like, or do we debate first? Zach, if you don't know how we do this, why would we? You this know? is my first year, and I've never listened to this <laughs> show before. So usually we have small discussions as Zach reads off the categories, which we kind of did. Um, and then basically we just vote, and then if the vote isn't conclusive, we'll debate a little bit. Okay, well, I'll elaborate a little bit. The, yeah. It's always fun to see Tommy be evil. That was uh, the King for a Day stuff. We, mm-hmm. I love evil Tommy. Unfortunately, this evil Tommy was really stupid Tommy. Yeah, which yeah he was, wasn't well, at any point really evil. No, he wasn't no. evil. He was told he's the good guy. Right. He was. And yeah, he, he was just I, incredibly gullible mm-hmm, and yeah. didn't really ever so think about it. That's the distinction, is this wasn't evil Tommy, this was just brain-drained Tommy. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he he lost his memories. <sighs> but it, he, but here, here's the thing. You can't say brain-drained Smart- Tommy. <laughs> I know that's what okay. they called it, but... <laughs> but so, so here's the thing. You, they didn't turn him evil. Usually, <laughs> a proper turning evil spell gives him some intelligence. But this wasn't that. So this was like, just Tommy, who was exactly as smart as he usually is. Couldn't we just yeah. say memory very... wiped? Yeah, yeah, that's just it. it he just that's had all that happened, yeah. really. So here, I'll give two. I will give two quick uh, points to it. One, horny. So there's it's not that. Really. And then I mean, two, uh, just Tommy being like. With our headcanon of Tommy, I think the fact that Tommy is that dumb is pretty funny. I, I will say that uh, I, it, it is horny only for the, the, the actual scene of his memories getting wiped, and also the fact that yes. Gasket wants to get donned by Tommy. Yeah. Because I, Gasket wants to worship Tommy. That's the point of that episode. Lexi, go ahead. I really enjoyed picking apart Tommy's fucking like baby <laughs> bird imprinting yes of just the first thing somebody tells him he will believe to the death absolutely and like no other piece of information can possibly convince him <laughs> that this 
thing some <laughs> random person told him and showed him a hastily edited slideshow of is the truth. <laughs> it's it's very it's good so because like funny. You know, it's so good. What it what it what it tells us is that when you bear when you boil Tommy Oliver down to his just basic elements, real tabula rasa version of him, his most defining trait is gullible. Yes. That which is sense. just it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. All I'll say is that the things I like about this episode are gonna be in different categories. It, I like the Vulcan Skull plot here. Yeah, that's, Honestly, that's the best the rest part. Is kind yeah, of the, yeah, the, yeah, I would agree. I thought those were that was a fun set of episodes, but the actual like Tommy being brainwashed part almost felt Secondary. unnecessary to yeah. all the stuff I liked. Yeah, like yeah. literally, these are episodes where Vulcan Skull helps save the day. Yeah, like those are yeah. that's cool. Like genuinely, mm-hmm. the Tommy being, uh, like memory wiped, brainwashed, whatever you want to call it, plot amounted to a thing that happened at the beginning of the episode, and then just continued to be the state of things until the very end of the episode. Like every every scene involving that was just spinning its wheels with the same thing of Jason saying, "Hey, Tommy, you're my friend," and Tommy saying, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and then yeah. rinse repeat for an hour. I think like yeah. what yeah. happens so, like eventually but, Jason and Kat together get him out, but like yeah, I think there's a, yeah. I think there's kind of a I, I remember liking the scene where he gets out of mind the mind control or whatever you want to call it, but like other than that, it was mostly pointless. Like the first part was really pointless, except for the good Balkan skull stuff. The brain drain. Yeah. The brain drain. That's what we call it. Uh, it's, so. it's actually a big part of what made it that much more baffling when we came back later and they revealed that Tommy and Catherine weren't actually dating. Because yes. it was implying that true oh, love yeah. with Catherine was what broke his spell. Well, true love, Catherine, and Jason. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, we, we read it as pretty... Jason. The show did not intend that. By right. Yeah, it did not, but it was also very clear that it was both of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one, which is... Uh, uh, Rangers of Two Worlds, our crossover episode, and it's it's a crossover in the loosest sense. It's really more of a two parter about Billy getting old. Yes, so that's the problem, right? I'm, I think is that like I, the sorry, team ups. Okay, so <laughs> the team up stuff is cool, but Rangers of Two Worlds is the episode where. And Lexi, I know you've been out a lot lately, which is fine. But as a quick recap for you, uh, the way they write Billy off the show is that. He gets old real fast uh, because of... Because of the stuff that made stuff. all the kids... Like, remember when all the kids got... All the Rangers became kids, and Billy, like, aged up faster than them? Well, that, that nope, apparent... No idea what you're talking okay. about. When did that Never happen? Never mind. But, uh, <laughs> Alien Rangers be- stuff made Billy yes. old. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Aliens with Battleborg stuff made Billy old. Okay, you guys are just making stuff up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the so, point the point that, that Zach is getting to is that like this is the first like crossover episode in the whole franchise, and it's barely that if you squint. The Alien Rangers episodes. are they're barely how is in it a, how one is it of the a crossover halves. if you're just using characters from your own show. Well, technically, they did count Alien Rangers as a different season. <laughs> I mean, but that's not a crossover. In that case, literally, any time Jason and Tommy are on together, it's a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers okay, crossover. Fair, not crossover. Team up. 
That's that's team what I meant to say. Yeah, it's yeah, it's two yeah. it's two different two different Ranger teams, sure. Yeah, yeah. a team up. Okay, so first uh, team up episode, but st- the, the the point stands that the Alien Rangers are not in it nearly enough. They're to not be in a it very much. In fact, up. only Delphine and Cestro are in it unmorphed. That's not true. Uh, You're a liar and a cheat. <laughs> Who else is in it? Oracle. Oh, that's right. We do see him through a communicator. I forgot. Okay, and these are don't worry Alien about Rangers. It. Um, okay. Uh, you are right that the alien ranges are nearly not enough in the episode. They should be more. They are the best part of the episode. But this is the only episode in this list that has alien rangers. Therefore, it's the best one. No. So that's my boat already. I'm already I mean, telling you. I'm alien but, rangers. But yeah, to, to wrap up what I was saying, like... They have. They could have written this about anything, and what they did was yes. they they made it the way to write Billy off the show. Yeah, and that that's shitty. Also, the whole thing with female Sestro that shows up at the end is like, oh. oh, we fell in love. Yeah, Billy falls in love with someone you've never previously met, Nine, and then named goes to, like Sestra. It's Sestria. 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 Yeah. Um, and then uh, she has the fucking line at the end where she's like. He's so happy he's speechless so because they didn't have the actor anymore. Bad. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, yes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's like uh, so it's like that. probably the worst ranger leaving the show thing. Oh no, it's it's extreme it's extremely yeah. bad. Yeah. Like and this is bearing in mind that Trini got kept around for a few episodes with someone else doing her voice and doing a racist accent. Yes, so that's true. I'd still say this is worse. Um, so we move on from there to the Gold Ranger mystery, um, which I think we've kind of we we actually sort of did a recap on it, uh, like I think last episode. But really quickly, I think we all kind of sort of thought the first part was kind of neat when it's just this guy who's helping them, and we don't know anything about him or why he's there. That was fine. The the When they started doing the um, the different uh, uh, red herrings, that was, like, a little frustrating because we all knew where it was going. Uh, and then when, you know, they reveal it, it's like, oh, it's not one of the people you set my, up then, huh? <laughs> my thing is, as a concept, and this is kind of something similar they did with the White Ranger stuff, and I think it, was, it it's still done bad here, but it's done better than that was in that there were more red herrings and in the moment they were more plausible. The problem is once we got the actual answer, none of the red herrings made sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And the answer wasn't a red herring at all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we go to Louis Kaboom's reign over the Machine Empire. Um I'm going to just say this is my pick uh, because Louis Kaboom is a bomb with a face that Rita and Zed make and they shoot him up to the moon and then he just decides that he's going to take over a question mark. It's still not yeah. clear to me exactly I, I, it's, what happens. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's also the episode where Emily gets in, in, uh, introduced to the show too, right? Yeah. Yes, I believe that's correct. No, no, we we showed you this. Yeah, show you, long you've been here for a couple of years. <laughs> I was the new one. This year. I, I got introduced. I'm glad y'all made that Fabby. joke. Fabby, Fabby. <laughs> <laughs> so, God. um, so yeah, I mean, Louis Kaboom's just very funny. The fact that he doesn't seem to have any real goals is what, really funny what kills oh, he me fucking... about it is he barely has any actual power right like 
for some reason, like I think uh, Queen, whatever her name is, Queen um, Machina. Man, I wanted to call her Hysteria. I think that's her uh, Japanese name. There you um, go. I think she just kind of keeps him around because. Like, for her, it's a win-win. Either he lucks out and actually helps them, like, take over the Earth, or he gets himself killed trying to do it. And either way, it's that's fine for her. His his philosophy during his short time in the world is fake it till you make it. And yes. for a good while there, it works. That is yeah. true. And also, he has that episode where he fucking tries to get... Uh, which, like, listen, we'll talk about Oracle later in a different God. category. But there is the episode where where he tries to <laughs> unlock Oracle, and Oracle is just like, I don't, I don't think no, it's his name. I think it's Oric, by the way. Oric, Oric, yeah. Oric the is the, is the alien ranger. I was gonna say Oracle appeared in that episode. How did I miss it? No, you're right. I got confused between between the alien ranger and the the big guy. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah, that's Auric. really that's really telling about the impact that Oric had on this on this show. Who is the that fuck the... are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's this, the worst. Zach remembers Oracle more, the, one of the less important alien. I think, I think it's yeah. more that Fabi said Oracle's name earlier. This one isn't. Today. This one isn't a Lexi pretends she doesn't know who the alien rangers are. A bit. I legitimately have no clue. <laughs> who okay, this character okay, so you're talking Lexi about. Is... Hold on. Let me let, let, let me do this uh, okay, real quick. Lexi, this season had a ninja equivalent that was on for three episodes, and you hold missed on, every one on, of them. Hold on, I want to challenge your assertion that there can be an equivalent to ninja, <laughs> an, an, allig- uh, an analog to, to to ninja. And he, he sucks. He yeah, he was barely mm. there. He sucked, and you missed every episode. I, I, literally, the first time I he think shows he's up, actually he get, good. In the first time he shows up, he gets tricked by Sprocket to fight the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then in the next episode, he shows up. He's there to help uh, Cat, and instantly gets his shit kicked in. Mm-hmm. And then the next time he shows up, he's there to stop the two Megazords fighting each other, and instantly gets his shit kicked in. No, no, mm-hmm. he shows up. He says, "Hey guys, we should stop fighting." Then gets his kick- shit kicked in. I mm-hmm. honestly, we should add him to best new character. No, <laughs> you won't win it. You're the only one who will vote for him, Fabi. <laughs> You're absolutely allowed to vote for him. <laughs> but so what I'll say is. Now, with that track record that we just described to you, Louis Kaboom did, in fact, lose to that to Arc. <laughs> so, like, if that gives you an idea of his power level, it's not good. But I think that's why I love also, him so much. Also, he's called Oric the yeah, Conqueror, Louis, Louis even though he's really a good, good guy. He's called the Conqueror. It's weird. Yeah, I it's mean, not good. Yeah. To, to the people for whom a Conqueror conquers, all con- that Conqueror is also a good guy. True. Uh, let us Colonialism, baby! We still got one more person in this category to read. We're in the yes. first category. Uh, so, we will move on to Pris- Prince Gasket's reign over the Machine Empire, which came after. Uh, Prince Gasket, the long-lost son, returns. The, the, the thing I liked about Prince Gasket's stuff is, like, he was down on the ground a lot in the way that other leaders haven't been, mm-hmm. really. I love Gasket. He, he shows up. Yeah, he shows up in a lot of episodes. He's got Archerina with him. That's a fun dynamic. Yeah, Archerina is great. No, why is not? Why is Archerina not the character we're voting for? Voting for a character. We're voting for best arc, aren't we? Yeah, we could change it to. <laughs> Did you genuinely lose track of what category we were doing? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. 
Nothing wrong with uh, that. But the, another thing I'll give uh, Gasket's reign is that uh, the sibling rivalry between him and Sprocket is genuinely is. fun. <laughs> yes. I, and I especially enjoy it with the knowledge that in uh, the Sentai, it's the same character. Yes. Yeah. yeah that it makes it really fun. Pure fabrication on the American side, which is kind of neat. Uh, also, in the last episode, uh, Sprocket basically tries to murder his brother. The small child tries to kill his brother, so that's good. Um, but yeah, so let's yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like uh, royalty yeah. to me. Some real Games of Thrones Accurate. shit up here in Power yeah. Rangers. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Game of Drones? <clears throat> so, so the Machine Empire? Yeah, I, it's very I good. It. Very good. Good joke. I enjoyed it. Yes. Emily, who would you like to vote for? <sighs> I think... Just on like the um the Balkan skull fight scene alone, I'm gonna vote for King for a day. Okay. Uh, uh Power, Power Rangers, uh Alien Rangers are in, 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 in the crossover, so that one. Okay. That one. <laughs> that the one. crossover. Uh, As Rangers of Two Worlds. The crossover. The yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Rangers of Two Worlds. <laughs> Lexi. Uh I'm going to be honest, I barely remember what all the uh, nominees are, and we'd spend a bunch of time talking about Louis Kaboom, so I'm voting That's for fair. that That's Okay. <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, and Mike? Uh, I am also going to be voting for Louis Kaboom's reign over the Machine Empire. I will also be voting for Louis Kaboom, so Louis Kaboom will I would, be... I would like to call it a reign of terror, but not in the way it's normally meant. I mean, more like he was low-key terrified for most of his reign. <laughs> yes, the, the reign, reign of being terrified. So uh, our our winner is Louis Kaboom's reign, and our runner-ups are Rangers of Two Worlds and King for a Day. So there you go. Suck it, whatever the other nominees were. Gold Ranger, Mystery, and uh, Prince Gasket. I, I almost did Prince Gasket, I, but I... Yeah, Prince Gasket stuff is it's fun. Almost I like that too stuff a lot. So. Much, uh, it's too... It's it's too many episodes for me to call it an arc, I guess, or like I yeah I like honestly that one barely feels like an arc because it's not like it's a self-contained story. It's just oh he's the one doing the plans now. Yeah. I was really struggling that's to fill this category. That's okay, don't worry about it. No, no, it's that's, not, that's not a criticism of the nomination. It's just why I didn't yeah. vote for it. All right, best standalone episodes. The nominees are. A few bad seeds. Rocky makes a metal-eating plant <laughs> in science class with science. I'm pretty sure yeah, you're making uh, that one up. I agree with Lexi. Also, real, uh, this was actually the first episode. This was actually the first episode we covered this year. So, also contained in there, uh, plant monsters that were very obviously uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Sylvester Stallone impressions. Uh, D- Lieutenant Stone loves uh, yes, oh, that one and Rocky. And Rocky literally turns into a plant. One. Okay, yes. you are absolutely making no, this up no, as a no. prank. I on actually, me. I was with you, Lexi, but then they mentioned manure, and everything came back rushing at me. I <laughs> I love that leafy himbo. So <laughs> this was one of the problems with putting this list together for this year is that many of the real like banger episodes that we had this year were near the beginning. Yes, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, so, so there you go. Uh, You're saying got Zeo mis- was a real downward slide. Oh fuck! It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We've got Listen, uh, uh, Mr. Billy. Sorry, because we didn't mention any arcs. I want to do another honorary mention of this, this, the the ski hill arc. I loved that arc. Mm-hmm. Oh, that okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's worth that's worth mentioning. 
Fair enough. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Billy's Wild Ride, which is when Billy is stuck in space and constantly yeah, about to die. Okay, this uh, one exists. This yes, is a this real is a episode. Real episode and yes. I love it because this is an episode where it spends a lot of the time like dramatically showing Billy freezing to death in the coldness of space, adrift, waiting to die. Um, it was... Yeah. What's great is they keep like solving one problem yeah, and then another it, one immediately it's, pops it's up. Free. It doesn't feel like a Power Rangers episode at parts. It feels like an episode from another science fiction show. Okay. Uh, we've got Instrument of Destruction, which is the episode where they're trying to figure out who a mysterious pianist <laughs> is. And it's Skull. Oh, yeah, and the God. actually good episode of television that we covered. There's a lot yeah, of good ones in also, here. <laughs> And also, Emily made like a hundred dick jokes that episode. <laughs> no, no, no Zach, Zach, the character of Emily hadn't debuted on the show at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it came from Angel Grove. Adam has a nightmare, and Tommy is a Dracula. I believe good. they call him Tomacula. I would remember in that if this happens. This did not happen. <laughs> Tomacula was great. Like, yeah, Catherine uh-huh. is a witch. Uh, Billy is like Dr. Frankenstein, and like uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Zed it's, and Rita appear in the school uh, Mike, for no reason. Mike, yeah. It's it's Dr. Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster. Yes. No, he's Dr. No, he's literally yeah. Dr. Frankenstein, he, and he's putting he, he he right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a common mistake. He's he's actually known as Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Okay, yeah. any <laughs> Frankenstein was the monster. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I, well, I, and also he was trying to um bring to life. It was Frankenstein's bride, and it was Tanya, who was Frankenstein's bride. Yes. Dr. Frankenstein's right. bride. So, I think Rocky was like a vampire no, he was a, he was a or werewolf. something. I forget. He was a werewolf. Oh. Sentinel- There's no reason he couldn't be both. I think he was literally both. Got- like he was trying to hunt a werewolf, and he became a werewolf. Yes. We've got Scent of a Weasel. Where Skull is it becomes a bodyguard to oh, a that model. That was a good one too. Uh, I did Rocky, enjoy that one. Rocky is super intimidated by models, and then, then at the end, Jason has to be a model. So there's that, uh, and then a brief mystery of time, <laughs> which <laughs> which uh, Mike has written the description here as Groundhog Day, but with a himbo. <laughs> Uh, so that's the episode where Tommy gets stuck in time and we have to go over well, and over and over It's only again. three loops. Okay, half of I, these I are Zach, not you... things that happen. <laughs> these are all things that happen. Zach, I like you got through most out. of that. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got through most of that. You're like, I'm just going to pretend I wrote these descriptions, but not this one. <laughs> no. This one is real bad. I'm not taking credit for this one. I won't own it. Um, so we kind of discussed them, but yeah, I, the, the few bad seeds is fun because it's a, there's not very many Rocky showcase episodes. Uh, and you get to see Rocky do science, which for some reason they kept trying to push as a trait for him for reasons I don't understand. Well, they were, Uh, they were getting rid of Billy, so they needed a science person. True. Rocky wouldn't have been my pick, but you know. He is Blue Ranger. (laughs) True. Um, Mr. Billy's Wild Ride, I think uh, Fabi kind yeah, of already gave it a, a good, good one. Good it has that one. space stuff. It has Alien Rangers connection, which makes it like immediately one of the best episodes of the season. Plus, I really like the whole like, well, Billy might die and we can't do anything. Um, Instrument of Destruction, we already mentioned, but I will say 
Uh, if you don't remember, that has that really cute scene at the mm-hmm. end where uh, he's worried that Skull is worried Bulk's going to make fun of him for being a, a, a piano player. And then Skull is like super, or sorry, Bulk is like super proud of him. And it's really adorable. And yeah, that's I like actually, it. Instrument of Destruction is going to be like a, a, a real like uh, wrench in the works here. Because like it, it, it for this category, it's going to make us ask what we value in mm-hmm. an episode of Power Rangers. Because Instrument Destruction, like as Lexi said earlier, is a legitimately good episode of television. It's just, is that what we want when we watch Power Rangers, though? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it came from Angel Grove. Again, it's a weird Halloween episode. It's a pastiche of classic monster movies. It's shot in black and white. His, they called him Temacula <laughs> again. I just want to remind everyone. Now, that, that is a cross between a tomato and a Dracula. Yes, it is. I think that's just how Duckula got started, right? Yes. Um, so that's that. Scent of a Weasel. I really liked that episode, too. Um, Skull like gets to have a little bit of an Oscar scene moment where he talks to the model it about is how... wild to me how they had two standout episodes of this show that primarily featured Skull getting a show because he's like a legitimately well, really yeah. good and, actor. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And they decided, you know what? We don't need to give this guy his own show. <sighs> yeah, it's a bummer. It's wild. Um, but also uh, worth noting in that episode, a scene where Bulk and Detective Stone are on a swing oh, yeah, set eating burritos. Oh yeah, that's, that's where they're they're just like bored because Skull's not around, and literally, I think the dialogue is like, "What are we even doing?" Or something like that. Um, and then uh, a brief mystery of time, uh, as we we previously mentioned, this is the time loop episode with Tommy, where got one of the worst uh, science bullshit explanations happens, where they're like. Oh, well, Tommy's brainwaves are different, so he knew that he was in a time loop, I guess. Yeah, as a a residual effect from the King Uh, for a Day storyline. Right. And also (laughs) there's this this fantastic shot where he knew that uh, Sprocket, Clank, and a bunch of cogs were hiding in a bush waiting to ambush them. And so they just sneak up behind them and we watch a bunch of robots hide in a bush. Uh, Yeah, that was I think the problem with the time travel one is that we only see three loops. Uh, and then there's no other loops implied. Yeah. yeah, and also, if I recall correctly, the second and third loop are, like, yeah, the same. It's, which yeah, it, it's a good idea yeah. that they didn't. I think it's a better idea than execution. Yeah, I like uh, time loop episodes, yeah. but it's not my favorite. Um, So, let's uh, do a vote. Um, Emily, I'm voting for the Instrument of Destruction, because it's like... Probably the best episode of Power Rangers we've seen so far, period. Like, just, it's it's a great episode, Fair and enough. I love, like, Skull and Bulk and have, actually having a good moral when they've tried to do morals so many times. This is, like, the one time it actually hits home. Just like, no, care about the things your friends like. Yeah, it's a good one. Mr. Uh, Billy's Wild Ride has a connection to Aquatar, therefore making it the best episode on this list. <laughs> I appreciate your dedication mm-hmm. uh, yes. to, to this. <laughs> I honestly don't know if it's out of genuine love for the Alien Rangers or a desire to hurt me personally. Here's the thing. Fabi loves the Alien Rangers. Mm-hmm. That's not a bit. But I 
But I bet there's a little bit <laughs> Lexi, of the Lexi, thing. Lexi, I would never hurt you. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. Yeah, I'm adorable and sweet. Yeah, it's true. Uh, right. You know, that is, I can't argue with that. It's true. Mm-hmm. I will just let my guard down entirely. <laughs> Lexi. Um, I'm also going to vote for the piano one because I okay. just genuinely had a, like, good time watching that episode and not in the la- let's laugh at how ridiculous this is sense. Like, just... Yeah. It was refreshing to be able to actually pick apart a show on, hey, here's a cool thing they did. Hey, here's some nice plotting. Here's some good character work. Fair enough. Mike. I'm I'm honestly torn. Can you come back to me? Okay. Um, I am going to vote for... Um, I think I'm going to vote for Scent of a Weasel. I also really love Instrument of Destruction. Uh, I, but I liked about this episode, one of the things I like is... They used Jason as like a weird. He he was kind of like I don't know modeling's for and fashions for girls, yeah. and they actually like. The thing is though, a lot of times in this show they do that, and then no one pushes back on that character. Like they mm. just are like, okay, fine, and and they actually were like, no, that's not true. Those things aren't gendered, and then eventually, well, I mean, the main reason like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was because Emily said it would um, be cool. Well, that's true, but still, I liked it. Jason and also, can hear this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> but, and also, I just really liked the stuff with uh, uh, the stuff with Skull and the big stupid um, uh, skunk, uh, skunk suit they put him in. Yeah, so yeah. that's mine. Mike? Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to have to go with my heart here. I have to say, it came from Angel Grove. Okay. I just love the fun of seeing everybody pretending to be uh, universal monsters and, you know, seeing fucking Temacula uh, and all that shit. And like, and actually here's the thing. I wasn't really actually waffling on it, but I didn't, I didn't want it to be my fault that instrument of destruction lost. Cause it does deserve to win. Oh, but I, I, I want to give props to it came from Angel Grove. <laughs> That's fair. Well, in this case, uh, we spread them out really. So uh, instrument of destruction wins. Um, but Mr. Billy's wild ride, it came from Angel Grove and scent of a weasel. all get votes. And also, I do have to mention, like, A Few Bad Seeds is not my favorite episode, but that episode starts with Rocky basically having the plant from Little Shop of Horrors before anything goes wrong, and that's insane. <laughs> that That's a thing that happened. <laughs> oh, that, that episode's a blast. I, I'm, I'm not too bitter about it not getting any votes, but I really did want to make sure it got nominated because I oh, was worried we'd forget about it. Because it was really yeah. something. Agreed. All right. Best new character. Louis Kaboom. We we know Louis Kaboom. He's a big bomb. He's got a face on him. He he can f- he can f- <laughs> he sells refrigerators and used electronics. He can fly around. The animation for him flying around is very funny. And, and he's got, then he's got he flies he's got into that the accent, sun, which is why we say he's a refrigerator salesman. But yeah, like the whole like, hey, I'm Louis Kaboom. Is so it's so good. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, yeah, I'm taking he's, over the machine <laughs> empire over here. Honestly, any character that goes out by eating <laughs> into the sun is... Um, <laughs> it's hard to beat that. We've got Prince Gasket, the older... Oh, uh, hold up. Uh, no, I know. Sk- I'm aware. Sk- okay. I'm aware. Okay. We've All got right. Prince Gasket, uh, who is the older son of the machine empire. 
He's he's pretty fun. He's kind like of like foppish he's in a fun my way. He gets down male there. Villain we've had. He he's very like flamboyant, and I don't mean it in the like derogatory way. I just mean he's like very over the top, and like he's his plans are stupid, but like he commits to them, and I like him. He's fun. Uh, also, he's I like his design, especially once um, Lexi told us if he's the same character as Rocket. Yeah, he's just, that, he's just a robot that has grown <laughs> up somehow. Yeah, and learning that he has like, like when you look at the two designs and see that Sprocket's like nautical theme transferred to Gasket, I really like that. I think that's cool. Uh, Archerina queen. is a sexy robot a lady. Huh? She is a queen. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's a queen. She's a sexy robot lady. All robots are queens. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, she's maybe the horniest villain Power Rangers has had so far. And I'm not so just saying far, that. So far, yes. She won't, she like, won't keep that crown for very long. I think we get to the turbo long, movie. No. We might have to say something. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, but like she straight up has like love arrows, Cupid love arrows. She gets, uh, she has a couple episodes where it's implied she's like jealous of cat or wants or, to hate fuck cat or, or, or something it, yes. or like once, <laughs> yeah there's and, definitely and some, some also of wants energy, to fuck tommy so, so really she doesn't want anyone else to scenario waiting to happen <laughs> <laughs> um she like doesn't want anyone else to get to be i understand pink? that yes okay. <laughs> she loves pink yeah uh, so we've listen. Like the first time she showed up, she used mind control love arrows. That's really all anyone should need to know about her. Mm-hmm. And that she and that they did in fact give her and, robot and boobs. A and really also well in that episode where too. they grow. Like she, in general, like she's she's very sexy. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> also, listen, she gets big in an episode for those macro people out there. <laughs> Uh, and, right, yeah, okay, uh, we've got Heather, who is the, uh, the... Emma, you know Luke's no, not know. listening to this, right? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. We've Heather got Heather, is who is the, the famous adult snowboarder who hits on Tommy and is definitely an adult and not a child, uh, so there's right, that. Right, just like Tommy. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, she, she's probably the best, like guest actor they've ever had which makes sense because like they just brought her over from vr troopers yeah she she did a great job in in terms of uh like one-off characters i remember her selling it pretty well and you feel kind of bad for her at the end when it doesn't yeah she work gets out. fucked over so mm-hmm. bad like tommy sucks <laughs> yeah uh and then we've got uh tritor who i believe is the bar- space barbarian Tritor yeah, is Vulcan Skull. uh, Skull's friend that they meet in prison, in space prison, and he along Vulcan Skull break out of space prison Coliseum, and uh, he's cool and uh, can teleport and also believes Vulcan Skull to be the most powerful uh, heroes of Earth. Yeah, and they save the Power Rangers too because they get mm-hmm. rid of the field that lets them like. It lets him teleport away and escape. Also, there's just that scene that of him screaming in his 
like barbarian les- lizard suit while th- things explode around him, which is like a big <laughs> plus for me. Also, I mean, he he definitely looks like an extra in a Mortal Kombat movie. We've mentioned it before, but he super looks like that. Also, someone mentioned this to me, and I'm so sorry I've forgotten who it is. A a, a, a listener sent this in to me, and now I can mention it because I couldn't figure out where to do it before. He is played by Koichi Sakamoto, who is the uh, executive producer and fight coordinator for Power Rangers at this time and for several years after this. So, oh, cool. So he's actually the stunt coordinator for the show and yeah. went on to work on um, Kamen Rider and Super <clears throat> Sentai later. So, yeah. So that's something to note. That's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Let's vote. I think we kind of gave pretty good, like, we well, don't really know. Need... Now, now, Zach. Yes? Oh. You assured me you would go back to them. Oh, well, there is one more character I did want to mention. Yeah, I've been um, kind of wondering. I've been waiting, frankly. Which, uh, so there's one more new character that I wanted to mention, and his name is Tackle Boy. Tackle Boy! <laughs> <laughs> Tackle Boy! <laughs> and Tackle Boy is a robot who wears a football <laughs> helmet. And he is very happy to be there, and he always does a fun dance he's, after he's a, he does his stuff. He's a precious baby boy, and, and we will love him forever. He's tiny mm. compared to the other Megazords, which makes him extremely endearing. He cannot speak, but he is sentient, I think. Uh, he dances, so... He dances, yeah. and also... Uh, as according to the last two episodes, I think he's the most powerful of all the robots that they have. <laughs> because... Well, and- no, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I was just gonna say he. They use him in in both of the last two episodes as, or sorry, not the very last episode, but uh, two before where they're fighting stuff that they can't beat with anything else, and then Tackle Boy comes out and saves the day. And also, and most importantly, his name is Tackle Boy. Yes. Now, to, to be, be clear, f- yeah, this is the Guardian Wheel. I think is the no, name. No, it's called the Power Warrior Wheel. wheel. Warrior wheels. Too many damn wheels in this season. Yes. uh, I'm sorry to be done with wheels forever. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We got some bad news. (laughs) Uh, But yes, uh, Tackle Boy is his Japanese name. And even if we didn't know his name was Tackle Boy, he's adorable. Like, he high fives the other robots and he jumps up and down. And I just love him. He's very good. We talked about this and we were like, I mean, he's absorbed, but. He's going in new character. <laughs> so, I also want Zords are characters. Do you not remember one Mr. Dragon Zord? <laughs> Fair. Good point. Good point. I will s- First name Mr. Middle name Dragon, last name Sword. Yes, thank yes. you, yes. Gabby. So kinda kinda going off the Dragon Zord example, like if if a Zord has endeared themselves to us enough for us to consider adding them to the new character list, then they deserve to be there. Yeah. Uh, Tor, I think, was similar. I, I don't remember whether or not we added Tor to best new character. I think we did. I mean, Tor we was... Have. They have yet to introduce a character better than Tor. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, uh, I so want to give honorable mentions, even though they're not really nominations, but like Raymond and Emily. Raymond was pretty funny for the episodes that he was in. Who He's is like Raymond? Kinda, He's this, like, computer hacker boy who lives in, like, three episodes, I think? He was in, like, three or four. It was a weirdly long recurring issue uh, guy. And then also, he's in the holiday episode and uh, is revealed to be the one Jewish person in all of Angel Grove. Yeah, uh-huh. so. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I, believe, I okay. believe his name is wrong. His name is New Billy. 
New Billy, yes. Yeah, because he does their tech stuff for a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, he also appears the episode Billy Left. Yes, that's true. The first time Billy Left. Um, And uh, uh, Emily is obviously like the love interest for Jason. She she starts working at Ernie's and at one point was the leader of of a biker gang. So. Yes, yeah. I did her forget in- her introduction was. Her introduction is wild. Yeah. It's, yeah it's I love her crazy. because her name's Emily. She's blonde. Fair. And she wants to fuck Jason. And I, I, I all those things <laughs> are me. Yeah. <laughs> so she wins the Emmy. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. wins the Emmy for the season, for sure. <laughs> I, all right. I do want to make clear, uh, her being the leader of the biker gang is is our bullshit. There is nothing to say she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is so, the show if not understanding Power Rangers through uh, the lens of our... Our bullshit? Thank you, um, Lexi. Yes. Analysis, Thank you. yeah. Uh, all right, Emily... Who would you like to vote for? This is tough. Because I, I, it's kind of between Archerina and Tackle Boy for me. Because Tackle Boy is so good. But uh, I'm going to go for Archerina, I think. Okay. She's, she's, she's a, she's a she's pink great. archer. I like her I love her. Fabby. Uh, I'm going for Triter for a couple of reasons I just want to mention real quick. Uh, it should, should be three, I think. Hey... Um, <laughs> he, okay, three. Number one, uh, he is uh, one of the first, if not the first, like monstrous character who's part of the good guys. Because uh, okay. he's way more of a monster in an alien than the Equations uh, uh, were, than the Trace where He like has he's a lizard dude. Um, yeah. Number two. He has maybe one of the best Vulcan Skull plots, and that's that's a a tough tough call. But one of my favorites for sure. Uh, number three, he's cool. All right, all good reasons. Uh, Lexi, Tackle Boy. Okay, because his name is Tackle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, Tackle Boy. Okay, <laughs> well. I, I actually, for a second, I was like, huh, I thought this was a lock, but maybe not. Um, you know, I had forgotten about Tritor. I love that 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 episode, or, or at least the Balkan Skull and Tritor part of it. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think it's super long. I'm going to give my vote to Louis Kaboom, because I don't want him to not have any votes. Because he's very fun and silly, and it's just a, a listen, fun energy listen, to the show. We all love Louis Kaboom here on Teenagers with Attitude. Um, I mean, we dedicated basically the entire podcast to his memory, mm. but he's no Tackle Boy. No, he's not Tackle Boy. And on, I mean, listen, if Tackle Boy <laughs> needed more votes from me to win, he was going to get him because uh, I fucking love Tackle Boy. So Tackle Boy is our winner. He's just so happy to be there. And he just wants to have a good time and smash bad guys by tackling them with his body. Uh, yeah. Runners up are Louis Kaboom, Tritor, and Archerina. All right, and uh, Emily. Zach, are, you, are you making notes? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Zach. You making notes like as we go of of the winners and stuff? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, best returning character, Rocky. I think we all know who Rocky is. Uh, uh, explain only- him to me. <laughs> Rocky's the Blue Ranger. He's real. I thought dark that was and Billy. 
He well, he's the new Blue Ranger. He's the current Blue so, Ranger. He's, a, so he's like a, a Navy or like what 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 kind of blue are we talking? I don't know really. Just like it's, it's not dark not navy. enough. It's, it's not dark not enough for dark. navy for sure. It's, it's blue. It's blue. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's great. He's he's weirdly he sometimes they characterize him as an idiot. Sometimes he has science knowledge for some reason. Okay, well, like, here's the thing. Like, um, in in the outer worlds, there's a thing where you can be really dumb and really good at science at the same time. That's Rocky. He he's yeah. a, he's a himbo scientist. All right. So, uh, no, yeah. I, personality wise, like, tell me, does he have any? Does he have any passions? Does he have any like pets? He loves his dog Buster very much, <laughs> uh, and he likes Viking times. So that's mm-hmm. the two things that we should know about. He Rocky. also loves big sandwiches. He's also aware. Okay, 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 okay. I think I've. I think I've got a He's feel for this He's also aware guy. of the man narrative. This was the season where Rocky was like, "Hey, everyone, come on." The the gold ranger is obviously Billy because all the red herring. I really like that. It's really yeah, I also good. had that moment where like, isn't it weird how Tommy's having nightmares about his Native American heritage <laughs> and also this Native American display at the museum popped up? Yeah, he did like he can like see through the matrix genre. Yeah, that's why they had to get rid of him. <laughs> so, yeah, really, that's the real reason. Uh, so that's Rocky. Um, Tanya is, is great. I think we've all kind of. Gained a, a, a lot of like, love, uh, love for Tanya. She's, I'm, really she's glad, the group- I'm really glad she broke away from just girl with a fucking weird ass like introduction to the series. Yeah. I mean, so she because she's the team mom, really. And she's a good one. She's everybody's best friend, kind of. She is is really caring. She's always trying to like get everybody to get through the sad times. And I think she's a, a good character who's not like... She's not just like that lady who replaced Aisha. Like, not at all. She has she's, her own she's like, personality. She's like got way more character than Aisha for oh, one thing. Oh, I like Aisha. Uh, yeah, I, Listen, I like Aisha. I to like Aisha, and like the actress did a great job. But like they just did not. They did. They forgot to should. write her. Yeah, they forgot yeah. to write her as a character. Is the and problem? Like, and the thing is, like Tanya almost instantly had a character. Like, and it might be because of the the quality of the actress like she's the only one she's the first one they've hired for like her acting and not her martial arts ability and it really shows like i i yeah she's great she's she's smart and the kind of sassy and like i don't know she's great yeah i like her a lot she uh, can we've sing. got billy we've got billy who <laughs> is uh you know oh, he's fuck. Billy. he's he's great he is the smart guy he gets to do all the tech stuff this season uh, to the point where, like, you don't see Alpha and Zordon in some episodes. You just see Billy. Um, he gets sidelined a lot this season for, for the reasons we've discussed. Uh, he's used as a, a, a big old red herring and for the Gold Ranger stuff. I do still like that they, in character, are like, oh, well, the Gold Ranger stuff goes to Billy. Like, that was nice, but unfortunately it's kind of undermined by everything else. Um, but yeah, that's Billy. Uh, we've got Lieutenant Detective Jerome the Boulder Stone. <laughs> God, uh, he is a he is an independently wealthy uh, Times uh, New York Times mm-hmm. bestselling author who has won multiple awards for his uh, his gardening skills. Uh, he owns a mansion. Okay, this is this is a bit no. right. No, 
No. Sort of. KK. Like, okay. The only he, thing that, that Zach said that isn't, like, canon is that he owns a mansion and that he's independently wealthy, but also he's a New York Times bestseller. And so he had he access probably to has a money. mansion with secret passageways he knew the ins and outs of. So he probably owned it. Yeah. I do not. Also, really into manure. Guys. <laughs> like, he literally, like, he, he wrote a book about coffee. Yeah. And he's like, he's like a New York Times bestseller. Okay, for that you're book. not making this more well, plausible. That's the truth. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what to tell you, Lexi. That part's 100 true. And <laughs> <accurate>. <laughs> We've lost so much time to Lexi just refusing to believe us. <laughs> All right, I uh, think Zio itself is just a, a a prank that was executed specifically for me. Uh, it's it's revenge so, for being mean to the alien rangers. Well, Lieutenant Stone. I was worth he's, it. He's great. He's fun. His relationship with Balkan and Skull is really weird, but kind of interesting. You can never tell if he hates them or kind of loves them. He, he, it's both. It's both. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and also, I don't think he has any friends other than no, Balkan Skull. Sure I doesn't, and he says so. He, he may, does he say so, or did we make up? He says so. Okay. No, we we just decided that. I, I think. Uh, if if Lieutenant Stone wins, it's the head cannon we built. The character's fine, but like he's just kind of weird, and you have to put together a lot of stuff yourself to make Lieutenant, him make sense. From a actually looking at the show and what is written, Lieutenant Stone is a character that exists only in the sense that he facilitates the Balkan skull plots. Yes, exactly. So we have to do a lot of work to try and marry all of that stuff because Really, who he is on a day-to-day basis is entirely dependent on what they wanted to, what they wanted to write about. Yeah, but he, but yes, I agree. That is a hundred percent correct. But it's hard to not think about the fact that he's left his car in Balkan Skull's care three times, even though his car was I mean, destroyed. He doesn't seem to have any problem not thinking ski. about it. So why should we? <laughs> so we've got that. Uh, Rita Repulsa. Rita's back. She does a bunch of stuff uh, this this year. Love her. She she uses a giant magnet on Lieutenant Stones' car from the moon and pulls it to the moon in one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not her and Zed. Who Zed's not on this list. I'll just throw Zed on there. Also, um, they don't do much. But anytime they're in an episode, it's always kind of the highlight. They're they just have they... a moon equivalent of furniture on the front lawn, trailer trash neighbors. Also, yes, you they say do. they don't do much. They also destroy the Machine Empire. They're right, the they heroes do all... who win the day. They created <laughs> best character runner-up Louis Kaboom. Yes, they did. They created him. And that's true, actually. I guess in broad strokes of the plot, they do a lot. Because, yeah, they, they kill the Machine Empire they at the end, also. They basically saved the Power Rangers from the Machine Empire. Yeah, that's true. They also saved the season. Because, like, we talked about how a lot of the best episodes were near the beginning. And then we got to the snowboarding slash Arrowhead saga, the seven-episode Sad Tommy saga. And things kind of went into a death spiral for a while. I think it got helped a little bit when the Gold Ranger showed up, but the middle part of Zeo is rough. And then Z- Rita and Zed come back, and instantly the show is good again. Yeah, it, it becomes a lot more Just fun. Driving on the fucking moon in a big old Winnebago. <laughs> yes, uh, we've also got Finster, who doesn't get to do much, uh, and 
like significantly less than Arita and Zed. <coughs> but I do like him because he seems to have just gotten to the point where he doesn't give any shit about anything, which is fun. Because like Rita like yells at him about fixing his her staff, and he's just like, "I'll I, when it, you know, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it." <laughs> also, and he's like kind that. of weirdly become the Moon Crew's Billy. Like he doesn't sculpt anything anymore. He's just kind of their tech guy now. Yes, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, he became a tech a tech nerd. The episode I mentioned where they saved the Power Rangers, where he's just like, you know, actually, I have this one thing we could do. And then they do it, and he's like, yeah, I can only do it the once, though, so... Yes, yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's when... Yeah, because Finster... Yeah, th- that's right. They are the ones who actively save the Rangers in the King of- King for the Day episode. I completely forgot yeah, that. they straight up solve the problem for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, them and Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Yes. The Rangers do almost nothing. Uh, and then finally, we've got Delphine, who is the white uh, alien ranger... Um, last and year's... is on this list exclusively because if Fabi doesn't get to vote for an alien ranger, she'll uh, actually she die. She is in two episodes, three episodes of the season, actually. So it's it's returning. Yes, I agree. I was gonna say, um, last year Sestro was the one of the alien rangers who had more to do. I think. Um, this time around, it is kind of Delphine. It's not well, that I mean, much. Sestro but... does come back to get Billy in that one episode. He does. That's true, but but uh, Delphine gets to do a couple things in terms of like whenever they need an outside mm-hmm. uh, uh, perspective, like they'll they'll ask Delphine. And you mean she actually gets times. to be treated like the leader of she her team? She is the leader. Yes, of her Yes, that team. is true. Right. Yeah. yeah. For once, they're acknowledging yeah. that. <laughs> yes, great. that is true. Yeah. So so there you go. She's uh, the that's best our leader Power Rangers has had to this point. Hey, wow, I blanked out there for a couple minutes, guys. What are we talking about? Don't worry. Okay, don't worry about it. Uh, has anyone, does anyone have another character that we've forgotten that they want to put on the list? All right, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so, votes. Emily. Fuck. Um, this That is not an option. <laughs> as you, I, I did say that earlier, though, like, as soon as Zach mentioned Billy, because, like, the first three on this list, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Because, like, they're they're great. I love I love Rocky, Tanya, and Billy. Um, like, a ton. Like, Tanya, like I said before, showed up and immediately endeared herself to me. Rocky has been hilarious and fun this, this whole time. And he's leaving the show. So it's like, maybe I should go for him. But then Billy also left the show. And he left the show for, like, really shitty reasons and he was my favorite power ranger as a kid so it's like ugh. i think i'm gonna go for billy but tanya's a really close second okay Fabby. i like billy but he didn't really do much this season or not much that i enjoyed i like i think i like david yost your favorite episode had Billy Almost dying? like yeah. prominent in it. Yeah, good times. But he was he was prominent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, <laughs> right? He's prominent for almost no, no longer yeah. being prominent ever uh, again. <laughs> and um, hmm. <sighs> skip me. Okay, uh, Lexi, Rita. The show's always best with Rita. Okay. Uh, should we do like a Rita and Zed, or should they be? Yeah, split? I mean, yeah, they're they're a, they're Moon a crew. I mean, Zach, they're married. They're a unit. 
They're a power couple. Yeah. All right, Reed and Zed. Uh, Mike. Uh, Rocky. Rocky. I think that's fair. Rocky is, again, a character that doesn't get a ton of spotlight, but he's really fun every time he does. Rocky Uh, is probably the biggest success story from the... Um, middle era of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where they just kind of threw new characters up and forgot to ever give them anything. Yeah, it's crazy because Adam's gone soon and like I kept being like, I know Johnny Young Bosch is a good actor. Like, he's gonna get to do some stuff and that hasn't really been the case. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Some Somehow, I don't know if the writers just lucked into, well, this is an easy template to write for, or if it was just straight up Steve Cardenas's <clears throat> acting that yeah. just lent everything, this, you know, sort of lovable himbo uh, demeanor. But, like, the, he, he really just emerged as a fun person to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am going to... Fuck. No, you can't do that on the podcast. No, that is not an option. I'm keep telling you guys, it's a kids show. I'm gonna vote for Zed and Rita. I okay. I, I am voting for Rocky. All right, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I just, I guess I'll just say like I they are limited in this season, but like fuck, even when there's literally no dialogue. You just fucking see Zed sitting in a lawn chair on the moon cooking burgers, or and it's like, well, the wheel this is the best. A fucking like, man. Yeah. So is that wait, a tie? Who's the, a tie? Yeah, I so think that's, that's a tie. Yeah, so that's a tie between uh, Rita and Zed and Rocky, each with two votes. Um, so Emily, you voted for Billy. I did. Of those, of those two, which would you like? Because that's how we do our tiebreakers. Out of those two, um, Reed and Zed or Rocky? Rocky. Okay, Rocky takes it. I, I do got to. I do got to say though, um, for in Rocky's defense, it was one versus two, and it was still tied. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. I, yeah. Rock, yeah. Rocky's did, a great character. Rocky's He's a, a fun, fun enough character to stand up to two characters. I did want to vote for Dauphine, but this is gonna be like we maybe we'll we'll find a way to put Rocky next year. But for all intents and purposes, this is Rocky's last year in the show, uh, and yeah. I just felt wrong not giving him this award. I. Yeah, I will say I think it's a brief appearance in the movie and a brief appearance in the first episode. He, of Turbo. He's in the first two episodes of Turbo. I just yeah. watched them and then yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Best Mook moment. Uh, so oh, I know what this is instantly. Tangas and Cogs ripped That's the shit it. out of each That's other it. in the, in the <laughs> last episode. That was where you see a full-on pitched battle between two kinds of Mooks, and they just murder each other. Uh, the scene. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like you could just you could just blast through the rest of these choices because I feel like that's an easy winner. Uh, <laughs> well, like, um, what? 
Okay, yeah. yeah, there's actually a part, Lexi, where where a bunch of tangas are ripping a cog apart and eating it. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, like, eating his wires. That's the most fun! like, ripping the feathers off of a tanga. It's a it's a straight-up mook army versus mook army yeah, fight. There's a part where and it is uh, brutal. Um, a cog grabs a tanga's leg and then, like, drops down into, like, a wrestling submission hold. Evan starts yeah. elbowing it in the chest while submission holding it. It's oh, they're doing multiple y'all. wrestling maneuvers on each other. Like, yeah, it gets it's, wild. It's wild. really uh, good. <laughs> we get from, from Hawaii Zio the cogs hula dancing before they go to fight, which is very good. Um, the cogs invading the Zord hangar uh, and ta- or Jason having to fight them off by himself. That's a pretty good, like, actually fun scene. Uh, Bulk and Skull That's fighting so cogs good, uh, on... Yes, like, it's very, you, very good. For someone who hasn't seen this but has seen uh, Power Rangers RPM, the way Siggy fights the mooks there is very much the way Bulk and Skull fight here. I really, really love it. Yeah. They have like mm-hmm. three Stooges fighting moves, basically. Yeah. Um, we've got Louis Kaboom giving a speech to an army of cogs where he's literally got like a podium and he's giving a bunch of uh, a speech to the cogs. Uh, and then we've got when the, uh, one of the quadrifiders, the COGS pilot gets cuts it cut in half and he just falls out of it from, from <laughs> way up in the air. That was very good also. Um, I have to add one to this list that I'd forgotten about it till this moment, but when a, there's a COG in a backpack that goes into the school to install a virus in the, uh, machine and also, the password on the virus is MOOC, uh, M-O-O-K. Zach, uh, I think that was last year. Oh, that was last year. It was in the very Yeah, I think we actually stuff. made that our MOOC moment last year. I think year. we did. He also, right. it also okay. wasn't a virus. He was, like, stealing a game. That's right. You're right. Okay, so scratch that. Uh, so, again, our nominees are Tangas and Cogs fighting, Cogs hula dancing, Cogs in the Zord hanger, Cogs versus Balkan Skull, Louis Kaboom giving a speech to an army of cogs, or cogs falling out of the quadrifighter, or a cog, I guess. Emily. I think you know, I already said it. <laughs> yes. All right. Cogs versus Tenga all the way. Yeah. This is hard, because uh, I am known as the Tenga defender in, in, in this podcast, but Vulcan Skull fighting cogs is just maybe my favorite like scene in the whole show up till now. So it's I'm very good. Have to go with that, like yeah. I will say, like it, that would be my vote if the other one didn't exist, but the other one exists. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was my vote right up until we saw the that recent episode with the versus fight. Uh, Lexi, the first one you read sounds horrifying. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? It's obviously <laughs> Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull. Okay. Uh, Mike. Uh, Cogs and Tangas ripping the shit out of each other. Okay, well. Uh, I did, okay, well, fuck. It's all um, down to you, Zach. Will you fall down I the, really like the both path of, these. of violence or the path of heroism? <laughs> violence, <laughs> violence, violence! Alright, I am gonna have to give it to Balkan Skull because I think, I just love Dang, that character really moment good. for Balkan Skull, but... I After will say years of being terrorized by the most useless Zach, soldiers in the galaxy. Can I can I say one thing to, to maybe dissuade you? Okay, sure. That's more a Balkan Skull moment than a Cog moment. 
Hmm. It can win twice. That's true. What it are Balkan skulls, not human that. mooks? Oh, it's yeah, that's right. Balkan but skull wait, is in wait. another. Okay, if the I'm, okay. Is gonna in that win case, that one, and then you're gonna feel bad. No, we're no, manipulating. No, no. <laughs> okay, here's here's a th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love both of these moments so much. I. I remembered the Balkan Skull one, though, and nothing blew my mind this whole uh, season as hard as that scene with the Tengas and Cogs fighting. I never thought we would see Tengas ever again. I I certainly never thought we would see two Mook armies fight each other, and I definitely didn't think it would be incredibly violent for no reason. (laughs) So I have to give it to that one. For Tengas and Cogs. (laughs) Thank you, Lexi. Lexi's, Lexi's very upset <laughs> us. Now, with that, let's move to the best Balkan Skull moment. Uh, Skull is a concert Hold on, hold pianist. on, hold on. Let me guess. Is there one where they, like, tear the <laughs> shit out of a bunch of people? Because I bet that one's going to get the vote. <laughs> wow, Lexi. And I, I said I was punching. You're really upset uh, about this. Uh, so, Tears Balkan Skull. Attitude. We fucking love gore. <laughs> <laughs> It's a concert pianist and uh, makes Bulk cry. Skull wins a model's heart at a fashion show. Bulk and Detective Stone <laughs> eat burritos on a swing. Bulk and Skull quit the police force in a show of solidarity to Lieutenant Stone. Bulk and Skull liberate aliens from a gladiator <laughs> arena in space. <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, it seems like kind of a lock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before you I, ask, we've I'm, actually voting covered... for the, I'm voting for the cog fight with Balkan Skull for sure for this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this yeah, real same. quick. We've covered all of these except Balkan Skull quitting the police force uh, for Lieutenant Stone. I thought that was a sweet little moment. Um, their their relationship again is weird, but I liked seeing that that they supported him when that happened. So there you go. That's kind of cool. Um, but other than that, we've talked about all these. So let's go ahead and vote, Emily. The Balkan Skull versus the Cogs. It, it, all right. it, I wish there was way more of that. It was great. Like, it's a shame it's, there isn't, honestly. Uh, they get to fight Mooks one more time, but I do wish it happened more often, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabi. I, I said the, the Cogs. What you got? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexi. Balkan Skull Liberators. Yes. Mike. Balkan Skull liberating okay. an alien uh, gladiator arena. All right, fair enough. Well, and I'm just going to go ahead and give my uh, vote to uh, Skull being a pianist and making Balk cry. It's yeah. just really sweet. Oh my God, it's cute. Fucking coward. <laughs> Lexi, it's a sweet <laughs> moment. It's a sweet moment between two friends. Oh, it's my, really my good. favorite candidate is definitely going to win. I can just throw my vote away. I just I just wa- I want to say like I didn't vote for that mainly because I voted for the whole episode earlier like but the cog fight is like yeah it's the best but yeah yeah no that was a really sweet moment that I'll say this that moment was part of what made that episode so good yes, yes. like it's part of why yeah, I voted for that episode earlier 
It's also funny, uh, something I'll mention that, that just amuses me is, I was gonna say, Mike, you stacked the deck by, by, uh, by phrasing it that way, but that's just what happens. Like, it's yeah. not like you described it in a particularly yeah, this, glamorous for way. Once, this is that, not us headcanoning something to make it seem better, yeah. cooler, or funnier. That's just yeah, like, literally what happens. There's no way to downplay that and not, like, be inaccurate. That is a, that is a, an exact description like, of what happens in the like, episode. Just to just because I don't think we've actually really talked about it. Um, like aside from the like on its face, what this is like that was specifically an episode where they were clearly terrified about what was going on, and um, you know, basically uh spending their the entire episode kind of getting drug along on this escape mission because they really didn't have any better options and were constantly looking for the coward's way out. But when it came time to actually step up and uh, basically stall for time so that uh, an alien they had just met could install a bomb, they were like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like, that's and I think it's very telling heroism. of the moment in that... In that uh, Bulk and Skull are all about trying to trying to gain the edge, game the system, you know, get fame and fortune, all that stuff. No, they gain nothing from this. Yeah, it is they it is purely doing a good deed. Like they probably thought they might get a reward out of it, but ultimately, like yeah, they they did the right thing. Yeah. and did something heroic. Well, I mean, and also like let them for escape, its own sake, which is which is good for them. But yeah, yeah. All right. Uh... With that, we're going to be moving on to best monster, and I will say this is like best monster of the week. Some of them might appear in more than one singular episode, but we're not talking about like Louis Kaboom or this is like your best created monster. Um, and man, I this was a good year for weird monsters. Um, <laughs> and I had kind of forgotten that until I was looking at, uh, at Mike's list. Uh, but let's go through it, and I'm stalling for time so I can finish copying them. There we go, done. All right, uh, best monster, Caterpillar. This is a uh, mechanized caterpillar that is three different oh, people in big metal balls, and so yeah, so each of them have legs <laughs> sticking out, and they have to walk around like a Chinese dragon parade float, and also it's got two more balls that stick out the butt. And are tied to a string so that it like points up and can wiggle around. Two more and balls it's that stick out the butt. Yep. And as, as far as its powers, it can split into multiple pieces to fight. It can spit fire. It's just, it, you know, just normal it, the way it fights things, is hilarious. Really. Yeah, normal caterpillar things. Uh, so there you go. I like that one. We've got Fortissimodo, who is the piano villain from uh, Instrument of Destruction, who is basically like. If you imagine uh, a cross between the Phantom of the Opera and a piano is basically what he is. He's His face is like a piano's. He's got a keyboard on he, his face and then like a big old mustache. Me. And then he's got a cape. He's, he's one of those things where he's just like his face and his torso are just kind of, of one that unit. character that yes. only appears in the Beauty and the Beast sequel, but not in the original. It's a big piano. Yeah, I've never seen the Beauty and the Beast sequel. Fair enough. He, uh, I think they were trying to make him look like a Salvador Dali painting. Like that's the main oh thing that yeah. I get from him. He, he looks like he's melting. He does a little sort bit. of have a clock face. Also, it's kind of weird. Yeah. 
Um, so there you go. Uh, we've got a regular tarantula, but the <laughs> rangers are small. From the episode when they get shrunk and have to fight just a regular ass tarantula, which is pretty good. Uh, Punch a bunch, who is a boxing robot. Zach, you, um, you pasted all the other monsters in the chat. Why didn't you paste just the tarantula? Just a picture of a tarantula. I'm very glad you didn't. I'm just Sorry. saying. Listen, I'm, I'm not very saying glad I you want didn't. him to. I'm just asking him to explain himself. Uh, but Punch a Bunch is a boxing robot. He later in the fight gets some like spiked boxing gloves. Um, he's kind of just fun. He's got. Didn't he have like a weird Zach, accent or why, something? Why like? would putting liquor in his boxing gloves help him in any way? I don't remember if uh, if he had a weird accent. I just remember him just being a fun monster to yeah, watch. He is a fun and monster. He, he boxes uh, and also, the battle zord, the red battle yes, zord. He fights the battle zord, which uh, has those cool like piston punch hands. Um, so that that was fun. Um, we've got <laughs> the impersonator, Listen. which is just kind of a pink sack with a head. Uh, and no, she, I love oh, it. So he's one of, um, so he's, he's one of she those like, is basically pussy costumes. Majin Buu, but a purse. Uh, she's great. Yes, like, kind of. Yeah. She's also the best. Oh. Uh, so she, okay, she's like the most powerful monster. Yeah, and, and, and she's also the most face. powerful monster they've ever faced because they throw they they throw the Ultra Zord at her and she just bounces it back. She laughs it off. Yeah. Only Tackle Boy can hurt her. Also, she steals the Super Zeo Megazord and fights oh, another yeah. monster. She and, drives and, it around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Notably, she is the only Zed and Rita monster this season. Besides okay, Leo and Kaboom. I don't think that that's from in Rangers of Two Worlds. Like, I still don't think that that episode should have won. But I will say that we didn't really talk about it. That episode has. A monster Zed made versus a monster the the Machine Empire made, both stealing a mechaz- uh-huh. Megazord from the Power and Rangers and, fight. and fighting each other in them, and that rules. Uh-huh. So there you go. I just wanted to bring that back up. But yeah, she's like a pink sack. It's a weird design. Um, and then we've got uh, the Midas Hound, uh, which starts as literally an Im- immobile gold statue of a puppy and it just kind of sits there and fights the Power Rangers with eye beams and it's really, really funny. Picture I'm uh, looking at, it looks like it's doing the lucky cat paw yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Uh, and then it, it like busts open into a monster uh, that looks like just kind of a robot. Right, just, like, just the, like your regular dog would. But when yeah. when you see the Megazord just fighting like a stationary People golden supposed to know puppies, about that, Lexi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not just that. It's not just the Zords fight the statue. They fight it as a statue on the ground as well, and yes. it's just the Rangers going uh, uh, and like doing tumbles and stuff, and they're just fighting a big like statue. <laughs> it's it's just so loud. Why are people not supposed to know? Don't worry Don't about, about it. it. No, tell me. No. <laughs> uh, so it, that's it's just very silly, basically. Uh, all right. So again, the caterpillar for Tissimoto. An ordinary tarantula, punch a bunch, impersonator, and Midas hound. Emily. Impersonator. It's the All best right. monster. It, it, I, it's bullshit that it lost. Honestly, they, they, they should have defeated it just by making it go away and fucking up someone else's day because it, it should have been unbeatable. I loved it. 
Yeah. Fabby. I'm okay that the only way Impersonator lost is because Taco Boy. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. So, Impersonator. All right. Uh, Lexi. The only one of these I believe exists is Fortissimoto, but I am familiar (laughs) with the Tarantula as a, like, thing that exists. And I can imagine how horrifying facing one when you're the size of its prey would be. So I'm going to vote for a tarantula. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for the monster that for most of the year felt like it really had this on lock until the impersonator showed up. Uh, I'm going to vote for the Midas Hound. Yeah, the Midas Hound's just, it's just very funny, mostly. Another thing about the impersonator, I think the only reason it lost was because it fused with the other monster. And that's what it yes, was that's true. And, and then that they is lost. True. Yes. The other uh, monster whose name I don't even remember. Not the other the monster was not as fun. The cog. Uh, I think it was just called like a cog or something. It had yeah. a weird like cog-based name. Um, I'm gonna vote for the caterpillar because I really li- like. It, in terms of like them trying something kind of complicated. It was pretty cool. No, like, I liked it I liked for it sure. Sounds like, it sounds like it actually does something as opposed to most monsters, which just have a special attack that works until yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Also, it, it was, it, cool was it was a weird fishing lore that was Lieutenant Stones or Detective Stones at the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Caterpillar is the single thing that salvaged an otherwise almost unwatchable episode because it's the monster from the singing episode. Oh god, I forgot. I'm like, what episode was that from? And like, that's why I didn't remember because I expunged it from my memory. <laughs> All right, yeah. And now we are on to the. Uh, oh, sorry. So, monster best monster is the Impersonator with runners up. Uh, uh, a literal Hound, tarantula, ma- mm-hmm. a caterpillar, and an actual tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in as a joke, but you know what? I'm glad it got a vote. Listen, you, go. you, you fuckers clearly don't have any experiences with arachnophobia if you don't think that's a horrifying monster. Mm-hmm. I listen. I do. I I'm arachnophobic. I just love the impersonator. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like the impersonator. It's it's great. So. Moving on. Uh, this is our last uh, teeny. Yeah, it's um, going to be a short episode. About an hour and a half. <laughs> and then we all get wait, to go home. Wait, one more thing I want to mention about the impersonator is it was created from Rita mm-hmm. doing a drive-by monster making mm-hmm. on from the moon in the Winnebago and trying to mind control Cat again, but mm-hmm. just getting the purse instead. Missing and hitting the purse she made that she hated. Yes. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> so, the Radbug Memorial Award for doing a good job, actually. Uh, and this is just kind of an all-around uh, way for us to mention other things that we liked that don't fit into something else. Um, so we'll go over those real quick. Uh, we've got Jason's Return, which we talked a little bit about a couple episodes ago. In being a little disappointed they didn't do more with it, but it still was nice to see him back and doing stuff. Um, Bulk Skull and, uh, Detective Stone as quote-unquote detectives, which is fair. They don't really do much detecting. Yeah, did um, they do a good job, actually? Well, you know. Well, they were fun to watch. Yes. Yeah, no, I'll their, agree their yeah, their storyline significantly picks up the second they stop being cops. The, um, so. the, the whole setup of... 
Bulk and Skull just kind of slacking off at the office and having elaborate systems to alert them when Detective mm-hmm. Stone was coming. I liked that a lot. Yes, that was very good. Um, we've got uh, the Machine Empire's Revolving Door Throne, which is just kind of a plot through the whole season, really, or at least the second half of the season, uh, as we mentioned. Hey, of- I've, I've got a question for y'all who, like, watched Zio. Um did King Mondo ever come back? Or yes, he did. Okay, the very at the very end, like last two episodes, he comes back because I kept talking uh, about it, like he wasn't fucking dead. But I'm pretty sure he was fucking dead. He was dead. He can just fix himself because he's a robot. Oh, so, yeah. oh, oh! So he he died, but then he was risen again. Yes, he's Mecha Jesus. Yes. He's Mecha Jesus. Uh, it took him longer than three days, though. So uh, then we've got. Uh, so many robots, which I just refers to, like, from from what I was aiming for with that, it's just the sheer number of Zords that we have. Yeah, yeah, just so many Zords. Uh, we've got the Mega Zeo Megazord, the Super Zeo Megazord. My personal favorite. Uh, Pyramidus, Tackle Boy, the Red Bow. Tackle Boy, my personal favorite. The Red Bow. Tackle Boy's not a Zord. Tackle Boy is a boy whom I love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the red battle zord so they have basically five zord like megazord sized guys uh and also like the two megazords are each made of like five other robots that can also fight right there's so many robots so just like the the robot arsenal the zord arsenal basically uh and then and i feel yeah, like it's a every rare, robot it's a, it's a rare case where the when they get the new Megazord, it's not because the old Megazord got mm-hmm. fucking destroyed. It's just, right. hey, we made better ones. Yeah. And they kind of yeah, got to I feel use like them. every robot got at least one chance to shine, even the like the sub-robots along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and Rita and Zed's sure. Lunar Road Trip, which we've talked a, a fair bit about. But, like, we've talked more, I think, about, like, them getting up to hijinks, but, like, literally just Zed driving while <laughs> everyone else fights is so magic. Like, it's so much fun when Goldar and Rito are fucking, like, making fun of each other, and Zed's like, I'm trying to drive, and I don't want to hit anything on the fucking moon, so, like, stop it. Uh, it's just magical. So, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Emily. Um, I'm gonna go with the, the Winnebago road trip mood. It's very hard to beat. Uh, but yes, I agree. It's very, very good. Um, let's see. Fabby. Moon crew road trip. Yeah. Uh, Lexi. Listen, I've talked at length on this podcast, and I'm glad to continue talking at length about how possibly the best thing this show did was start writing Zed and Rita as just a sitcom couple yes. and taking that yeah, concept yeah. one step forward and making the entire old moon crew into a sitcom family who yes. are basically doing the exact same things you'd see on a fucking ABC family show, except they're ridiculous monsters who have magic powers living on the moon it's it's very very it's, good. I there was not enough of it in the show. Um, I'm a little torn because the fact that it was just these brief glimpses, I think, kind of heightened the effectiveness of them. But also, I don't give a shit about the Machine Empire compared to any of that. Fair enough, Mike. So, like you said, this category is to kind of cover 
anything that other categories didn't necessarily cover. But it's also just a, a like sort of a catch-all award for what was our favorite thing this year. Sure. And the best thing in this show this year was the Lunar Road Trip, hands down. All right. There we go. So, um, I obviously, the, the Zed and Rita wins the road trip, road trip. But I do want to say, when I was getting ready to rewatch Zeo, the thing I remembered most about Zeo was liking the robots. And I got to say, that really stood up. I still love all the Zords in this season. I mean, uh, well, yeah, all most, the of, most of them stand up. They, they kind of have to, Zach. Yes, okay, thank they you. They wouldn't win the fights uh, if they were laying down wow. the whole time. <laughs> I still love all the Megazords in this season. I still, like... Did you miss me, Emily? I did. I miss you very much, Lexi. But I do. yes, it's... I just really like the Zords in this season. I think they they try some weird stuff. They've got the Super Zeo Zords, which are, you know, people-sized. They did the Pyramidus, which is just like a weapons platform. It's there's some neat stuff in there, and I really like all the all the Zords. So that's my vote. But Re- Zed and Rita uh, super wins that category. So really quickly uh, to run it down, best multi-parter or storyline. Our winner is Louis Kaboom's reign over the Machine Empire. Uh, best standalone episode is Instrument of Destruction. Best new character is. Tackle Boy. Best returning character is Rocky. Best mook moment is Tengus and Cogs rip the shit out of each other. (laughs) Lexi doesn't like it. Uh, The best Balkan Skull moment is Balkan Skull liberate aliens from a gladiator gladiator arena in space. The best monster is the Impersonator. And the Radbug Memorial Award for doing a good job, actually. Zed and Rita's lunar road trip. So that's our uh, that's our teenies. Uh, I guess we're gonna roll into another episode, but I just will real quick say if you have questions you, for the new year, you're supposed to pretend we're taking a week off, and we're I had a whole okay. bit. How is there, how's everyone's week? God damn it, Zach. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I will say if you have questions, go ahead and send them in to us at Teens with Dude on Twitter or Teens with Dude at gmail.com or Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Uh, I think we'll just go ahead and wrap it up there. I'm not going to do plugs, because um, I mean, te- this will be like a separate episode. I guess we should do plugs, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Emily, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at this is Emeralds, um, and I'm doing commissions for $15 uh, char- per character as part of the commission. Um, you can you can get in contact with me on Twitter, or you can email me at um, thisisemeralds at gmail.com. Emily's really good. I've given her money for art before, and it's I've always been really happy with it. Do that. Mm, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've had a couple of friends who, who don't listen uh, do commissions through Emily, and, and they really liked it. So, uh, Fabi, do you have anything you'd like to plug? The hole in the ozone layer. Um, you can <laughs> find me. Hey, yo. Hey, um, Frankie Extra on Twitter. FrankieExtra.h.io if you want games that I make, I guess. Uh, Teenage Sweat to is a podcast. Oh, no, wait, no, wrong. Um, we do that here. I don't know. No, yeah, no. If you're listening to this, yeah. you should listen to Teenage Sweat Attitude. You I would think love you'd really it. like it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me just just chilling sometimes in places. 
Okay. You can find Good. Fabby behind you. Find Fabby in places. Find Fabby. Just, you know, try to find her. <laughs> I, don't I, find I Fabby, actually. Do that. You that can would find be... me in dating apps in the San Antonio area. But honestly, by this point, I should really be, be slowing down on that. I'm trying. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Lexi, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Okay. What what happened? I said no. Oh, okay. It, I'm sorry. It cut I out. Did, it I, cut I, out. I didn't hear it, 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 yeah, it cut out. We, <laughs> we uh, didn't right. hear you. We thought, Apologies. We thought you were just fucking no-selling <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mike, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. That's all I got. Okay. Um, and then I guess I'll say I you should check out Thesaurus Wrecked on uh uh, audio entropy it's a new podcast uh that ava and michelle do it's about destroying the thesaurus because they hate it and i guessed it on the most recent episode and it was a lot of fun hell yeah all right uh 14 years with attitude i've been zach i've been emily i'm Fabi. i've been lexi and i have been will be and am mike and may the power protect you always